First question we always ask everybody is, who's the first person to bust your ass when you got to the league? First person to be like, man, this this that level. First person to bust my ass would have to be Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert, Agent Zero. And he's and he actually told me before the game too he was gonna bust my ass. He was like <laughs> he was like, yo, young fella, it don't even matter tonight. It was my rookie year too. And sound about right, like yeah, that. yeah, man. I had to see him like three times that year. And he, he, and he, he just, just every went, time, every time. This was when he was in the swerve. Hibachi. Hibachi. Hibachi for sure. Yeah, Hibachi for sure. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. So I caught Gil. That was 09, yeah. Yes. yeah. That was, that <laughs> uh-huh. was yes. 09, 10 season. That was yes. All right, we back, man, on location. Blackest one in the building. You know what I'm saying? Knuckleheads in the building. We got a special guest today, man. LA's on. Young boy fresh. LA legend. Boy put the double nickel on people's head as a rookie. Yeah, BJ, Brandon Jennings, Mr. Tough Crowd, Mr. Hostile Territory. He in here talking his ish, man. What's up? Yeah. I'm in here with the legends. The legends. The legends for real. It's a blessing. chose Dominguez to go to high school. First time I ever heard Dominguez High School, Tyson Chandler was mm-hmm. going there. What made you choose Dominguez to go to? Uh, well, actually, I was the ball boy for Dominguez when Tyson Chandler was there. Damn. Yeah, so it's actually a picture of me and Tyson Chandler together. And, uh, yeah, I was the ball boy, so I was following Dominguez ever since. I was, like, like yeah, like dope. 9, 10 dope. years old. So it he was already destined. In, in Anaheim. Remember we went to the game, Tyson High School game in Anaheim? Yep. Who did they play? I don't forgot who they played. Inglewood. That was your homeboy boy with the D'Angelo. Yeah. What's his name? Uh-huh. Yeah. Collins yeah. or Holland? Yeah. Collins. Yeah. That was Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah. You was in there. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. Young yep. Brandon Jennings was Yeah, and you know what's crazy? crazy? And you know what's crazy? I'm a it's this a crazy story. You asked me to, to go get you some uh some red vines. Cause you was sitting on the back, you was sitting front row, and you was like, and then you was like, hey, little homie, go get me some red vines. I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. Straight yeah, up, I was straight hyped. Up. I was hyped too. Oh, yeah, I was hyped. And then, and then the next day, you, and then the next day, I made my mom go get me a Darius Miles jersey. Sort of got, sort of got. Yeah, this shit mean a lot to me right now. So you remember? Yeah, I remember. I remember everything. Yeah, I remember that. All right, so Dominguez High School, the history. You say you grew up in it and so forth. On like. When you finally got an opportunity to play, like how was that? Man, I mean, the experience was great. I only spent two years there, though, because, mm-hmm. you know, I finished at Oak Hill. So uh, my first two years was cool. I mean, you know, but I didn't really become, you know, who I wanted to be as a player until I got to uh, Oak Hill. What made you choose Oak Hill? What did you know about Oak Hill before you went? Because I'm going to tell you this story about Oak Hill. Like okay. my high school, when I first got to high school, my sophomore year, that was my first year of high school. My high school closed, mm-hmm. so I can go anywhere. They merged with our rival schools. So I was talking to Rashad Karouf and all these other people. They was like, Oak Hill. And I was like, man, I want to go to Oak Hill because ain't nobody going to see me in East St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to mm-hmm. at least get an opportunity for somebody to see me. So they told me about Oak Hill, and they was like, man, the closest thing to Oak Hill is a gas station, yeah. which is 20 miles away. Uh-huh. Then yeah. the next town is like, <laughs> 40 miles yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all right, that's cool. I was like, but it's girls there and stuff. They're like, yeah, it's girls there. 
but they on one uh-huh. side of the yeah, school uh-huh. and y'all on the other side of the school. Uh-huh. So I'm like, y'all can't talk. I get dressed every day for school for girls. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I put there. my girl out on the chair just for the girls at school because uh-huh. I got to look fly. And I, if I can't go to school for girls, I can't go. Mm-hmm. Right, so right. I was like, nah, I can't go to Oak Hill. What makes you choose Oak Hill? And I know they didn't told you this is in the, the hills in the middle of nowhere. Well, it was actually one of my, actually a dude I looked up to, Marcus Williams, who went to UConn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and Willie, he was like one of my, a guy I used to look up to a lot growing up playing basketball, and he went there, and then I just wanted to go there. All the powerhouses, like Carmel Anthony, yeah. KD, Rondo, Ty you always Austin, heard Oak Hill number you know one. Number one, so it was like, and being from a, from California, I wanted to test my, you know, my game against the East Coast. Yeah, Steve Smith, I always liked Steve Smith. He was always like a player coach. Yeah, I was like, for man, sure. for him to get all them stars or all them NBA players or mm-hmm. all them different personalities, he gotta be a special person. Yeah, man, I mean, he the easiest coach to play for. Yeah. Especially if you're a guard, I yeah. mean, cause he's just gonna let you go. And he gonna mm-hmm. put you in the toughest situations, but you know, if you wanna, you know, we play in some tough, tough environments too, man, yeah. when I was in high school. It was tough. Your game. Mm-hmm. Who installed the game in you? You know how you got them, like my cousin installed the game, and he was kind of teaching me, and yeah. I was always around him. I would say that. Games and stuff like that. And yeah, my cousins. They were football players, too. And they installed it. Yeah, yeah, my cousin Steve and Chris, they kind of installed it, because they was always older than me, so only way I can get on the court if I didn't cry. So mm. they was like, you know, they was about, you know, I was like maybe nine. They was like 13, 14. So that's the only way I could get on the court if I didn't cry. I feel like that story you told, it's like you destined to make it to the league. You the ball boy, you around oh, for like sure, Tyson yeah. Chandler, uh-huh. you seeing all yeah. this energy. And you see a lot of NBA players or other players when they be around a league or a college energy, be around these player energy, it be like, man, they, that's the next generation. Like you always got them players that's in the league now or like Paul or like you say, like, man, I remember this moment where I was here and it put me high. Like we used to go to Jordan camp. Mm-hmm. Like shit, this is oh Jordan. Yeah, this yeah, is high yeah. as high. Uh-huh. I'm 15 years old in high school yeah, going yeah. to Jordan camp. It was like I was the chosen one mm-hmm. from where I'm from. Who mm-hmm. else around me where I'm from? I'm going to Jordan camp and then I come back to summer and I'm looking at the hood like, man, I was just with Mike this summer. That's how it was for me when I was, I think I was 13, 14, we played on Master P's AAU basketball team. Mm. And Master P, he was at all of it. And that's when we used to go to uh, Disney World and then I think it was, you remember the AAU tournaments we used to mm-hmm. meet up against yeah. when we was 13, 14? Yeah, yeah we used the to. Nationals yeah, yeah, the Nationals, yep, yep, yep. I think uh, we had won the Nationals when I was 13. And that had ch- kind of changed my like basketball life too. I was like, oh yeah, like I know I can play. That's it. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> Talk about the impact. Like, like he's, that's a good point you made. You being around Tyson and seeing everything. Like this boy was on CNN in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Then go straight out of high school, top five picks. So for you to be the ball boy, being mm-hmm. around that, CNN. you know him, you yeah. can interact with him. Mm-hmm. That made it something that you could touch and something that's real for you. Yeah, like for sure. you seeing yeah, this on sure. a regular and this somebody, yeah. this ain't somebody you seen on TV or right. anybody, nah, it's somebody sure. that you literally on the ball, boy, I see him on mm-hmm. a regular and you mm-hmm. see him go achieve that. So yeah. talk about the impact that had on you seeing him do that. I mean, yeah, just like, you know, like like you said, being the ball boy, I think Tyson had like an Escalade, um, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying, in high school. Like he used to let me get in the back of the trunk and the Escalade, ride with him in the, in the back to go to the classroom, locker rooms and stuff. And like, just to be around him like that, here, take my shoes, put my shoes in. It was like, what the hell? And then the next, right. and then, you know what I'm saying? Then the next year he getting drafted. It's like, yo, what the fuck? It's like, yo, oh, okay. Like yeah, I can man. make it. Like, I, like I know I can do it. He came out of here. It's like, right. 
That shit right there, that spark, that spark something in you. Straight up. Anybody. Jordan brand classic. I know that was kind of like fresh starting when you come. I wish we could have played the Jordan brand classic. To, to do that, to be selected from a high school team to be playing in Jordan top high school, I know that's like an honor. Like I was in slam, had all the fits on. I was like, look at this. And we played in the garden. Our, the, our, right, that's yeah, right. It was yeah, in the yeah. Our year was in the garden. So that's I got your first MVP time that, ever in the uh-huh, garden. Yeah, first, first yeah, time. Yeah, like ever. 14 dimes, didn't Yeah, like 14 dimes. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, uh, and then Mike number three. Yeah, all that. 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 That's when the marketing is. That's when I had. I was like, I can't go to college. I'm out of here. I'm not going to class. I'm at McDonald's, right? I'm definitely worth a million. Yeah, all that. I'm definitely worth a million. I know I can get a meal. Your first time meeting Mike, how was it? The first time, well, actually, I don't even remember meeting Mike in high school. I remember meeting Mike my rookie year, mm-hmm. and we had played Charlotte, and he had just flew, he had flew in, and then um, one of the guys who was working with the boys was like, yo, Mike came, because he wanted to see what you was about. So as I'm walking in, like, as I'm walking in to the arena, to the game, Mike's he comes, he was like, yo, what's up, BJ? I was like, what's up, Mike? Mike. Mike know like, your name. Yeah, yeah. I was like, ooh, Mike knew me. Ooh, Mike knew me. I'm nice. I'm nice. I only got I only got excited twice when Mike knew me, when AI knew me, and uh, when I first met Obama. Because I met Obama because we had this, the senator from Milwaukee was our you know our owner, so we met. We was able to get in the White House, and and Obama was like, "Yo, what's up, Lefty?" And this was like after I hit fifty five. I said, "Ooh, I'm on. Ooh, I'm on. Ooh, I'm on. Ooh, I'm on." Mike was definitely. You can't tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. And then and then we played Gilbert that night, and Gilbert gave me thirty. I was like, "Damn." You had to bring back down earth. Bring back down earth. Like, hold on, relax. Yeah, yeah, relax, relax, relax. Mike was definitely one of my all moments when he when he said my. Name was like Mike. No, my name like know me. Mike, like, I'm that dude. Mike was one, but AI was one too. Like yeah, see, he sure. he missed out on this. Yeah. I got the the first time I ever got to hang with him. He had the chicken pot. He was supposed to be with me that weekend, but so I go out. Mm-hmm. Man, man, AI, we getting in the limo. I'm Larry Hughes, old you know my old G. He bringing me around because they was teammates. He bring we getting in the limo. He's like, you gonna go with us tonight? We getting the limo, and man, got in. I'm like, he like uh-huh. he like, what's up, Q? I was like. I tell my homeboy Rio next to like, like yeah, you heard them, boy. Like you know what I'm saying, yeah, we right. about here. Like, right, 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 right. Get back right. to the room. I'm like, whoa, man, we was with AI, we was uh-huh. with Paul. Like uh-huh. he, like he, like I don't care. I'm salty. I'm sick. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I was taking oatmeal baths and shit. I was fucked up. <laughs> I met, what the fuck I met, I met AI outside the strip club in Atlanta. That mm-hmm. was killer. That was killer. Bubba yeah, I know that was a classic. That moment. was classic. We was in the strip club. I was like, man, I'm in a strip club with AI. Yeah, I'm like, hey, I went and got, he I'm gave like, me his chain I had 35 the next day, too. He gave me his chain that night, bro. I'm coming straight out of high school. I hadn't even got no chain yet. I had like the room, you remember the old school where you get the diamond cuts uh-huh. in it where it's fake. It ain't real diamonds, but it kind of, <laughs> if the light hit it right, it might look like <laughs> I came down, I had the little chain on, like, boom, got the little three. This is what I had in college, you know what I'm saying? Thought I was killing him. Man, AI was, we sitting there. Hey, I told him, what that is over there? He was like, man, he told him, Come back down. We sitting there. He playing. You know, I got the real joint. Big capital number three. Mine was a little baby three. He got the big boy, all stupid, studded diamond now. And he put that thing on my neck. I thought I was the the boy. I didn't know who I was that night. I was something special, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I put the chain on you for sure. Boy, what? I was walking around for trying to sure. linger around, just trying to look around, be seen. Like, <laughs> standing outside the limo for no reason. Get your ass in the car, boy, before somebody slap your leg. Real talk. 
I claim you as a straight out of high school. I do too. Like, I, st- like I do too. All, I do too. I feel sure. like you part of that fraternity that we got of straight out of high school. Not like you college boys, you know, that went to college, but us straight out of high school guy. What made you like set a trend like this is like history. You the first person to ever do what you did to go overseas and mm-hmm. then come back. Like what made you choose overseas? Was it a college that you wanted to go to? Yeah, no, I was for sure. I was for sure going to Arizona. I was for sure going to be a Wildcat. But something had happened with my SAT scores and, you know, I was missing a lot of summer school. So, you know, Sonny Vaccaro, I don't know if y'all know. She's you know Sonny Vaccaro. You know, everybody been through Sonny, you know, the godfather <laughs> of basketball, you know, when it comes yeah. to basketball. So Sonny just called me and was like, yo, I got a good opportunity for you. Um, you know, it's going to be different. It's going to be far away from home, but. I think you could do it. So he was just like, yo, let's fly to Vegas. And so he flew me and my mom to Vegas. And he was like, yo, just go out there and play at Joe, Joe Boone. Uh, I think somebody who has a camp out there in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I was just out there hooping. And, like, I got picked up by, like, I was, I was either going to go to Israel or I was going to go to Italy or Spain. Mm-hmm. And my, Israel was already out. My mom was like, mm-hmm. hell no. Nah. Like, <laughs> hell no. Nah. And yeah. so then when they said Rome, Italy, Sonny was like, yeah, I think this would be the best spot. So. Have you ever been overseas before? Nah, though? never. Nah, never, never been overseas. Nah, never. But it, but you know why I was so excited because I think those two years that I spent at Oak helped me like be away from home. So yeah. I was just ready for whatever. It didn't even matter. I was just like, well, I'm already away from home. Like, why not? Was there any doubt that you was messing up your chance to go pro? Yeah, sometimes I used to think about that a lot when I was while you were there. Yeah, while I was there because I wasn't playing at all. Yeah, so I wasn't. They wasn't playing me at all. I was only playing like three to five minutes. But what people didn't see is like the practices and like I had an actual trainer there every day that was teaching me everything about the uh, NBA. That's why I came out so so much on fire. You know, ready to go my uh, you know my rookie year because. I, was, I just had the advantage already. Other players that you've seen overseas, like who was the player that you've seen overseas? You were like, man, he can play in the league. He nice. Well, my first year overseas when I played Ricky Rubio, he was good to me. Um, I just he just was way more mature than a lot of us um, yeah. because he'd been playing professional basketball since he was like sixteen. So he was one of the you know actually one of the guys for real that I was really paying attention to a lot. What you think about like Luca? Like now nah, you see Luca come out from over there and you yeah, see Yeah, I mean I'm not I mean I mean I'm not surprised because the game in Europe is different. You know, it's a lot going on. Um it's a way different, it's way more physical. So he just out there torn, torn around now. Yeah. Uh, cuz you know you can't touch him and he has the freedom to do whatever. So I mean to be 19, 20 years old when when a Euro uh you know a cup and you know be MVP and all that, that's this over here is nothing. So when you decided to go to the draft, what team did you think you was going to go to outside of the team that draft? I thought I was going to the Knicks for sure because that was one of the workouts that I had circled. And that was actually one of my best workouts. That one in Milwaukee. And then I guess me and Scott Skiles, we just clicked. And, you know, I guess he just liked what I did. Off and the that's rare. Roll. You know, that's huh? rare for you, <laughs> Scott, somebody. Scott. Oh, Scott was cool, man. <laughs> Scott, I, I mean, I mean, Scott, I mean, to me, Scott was cool. I mean, I was 19. He just gave me the ball and just let me go. Yeah. Like, you know, and to be a hard-nosed coach like he is, like everybody say, you know, saying that was rare. Like, you know, he really had a lot of trust in me. Your seventh game, you scored 55. Yeah. In the biggest league there is, you scored 55. Like, my rookie year, if I would got a 55, but – I probably wouldn't be here today <laughs> if I got 55 in my seventh game. You know what I'm saying? In L.A., oh, my God. Like, right, right, right. But for you to score 55, your seventh game in the NBA, and this is the highest level, did that 
like give you some type of validation like yeah I'm, I'm good enough to play on this level uh well I always knew I was good enough I, I felt like you know from summer league and throughout everything well even before those games because my first game I had almost had a triple double mm-hmm. I had 17.99 in Philly yeah. and it was my first game and I was like all right like I'm ready but doing that in three quarters I was, I was, I don't know, man. Like, I didn't really know what was going on. I was still young. I was still 20. I was just like, man, I know I got practice tomorrow, and I know Scott Scott's going to be on my ass. Like, yeah. so I really didn't have a chance to, like, really celebrate or like, really right. soak it in. It was just more like back to work. What about now? Since you retired and you look back on your success, you having a 55-point game. Because, like, my career high is 47. What's your? 44. Shit. 55, not many players in the NBA. You got double nickel like <laughs> MJ. 55 fucking yeah, points. Yeah. And, and I think like 20 assists, right? You was there in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. A 20-20 game too. Yeah. Yes. I know. You a got some of, stats stuff. Yeah. on the list. Like, But yeah. do you look back on it now that you so far removed from the game, you know, you can appreciate your accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, I played 10 years as a pro. I mean, I'm only 30, so I can still go back and play if I want to. But right now I'm just doing something different in my life that I'm happy with, that I found uh, another love and passion for. But I don't know. I don't know if it's over yet, you know. I feel like I'm going to just wake up one day and just start hooping again. Oh, oh man, I'm glad we got this right here now. <laughs> I'm glad we got this right here. When you came up, who you patting your game after? Like, because, like, you got – you was different. You was, like – you was special yeah. to me, and it was just like – you know, in this league, like sometimes you can be put in the best position and you can succeed, and sometimes you you don't get the opportunity to get that spot too. You got to be kind of a role player. But you were special to me. Like, who did you used to watch coming up that you was like, I want to play like that? Man, or Kenny people? Anderson. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Anderson, Anderson, man. It don't matter. Kenny Anderson is the greatest point guard ever Straight out of New York. Up. Yeah, like Kenny Anderson. I had got a, a tape of Kenny Anderson in eighth grade from a friend, and uh, it was all his Georgia Tech highlights. I used yeah. to watch that every day as Boogie a kid when I was 15, Hurley. 16. Oh, yeah. VCR tape. Uh, yeah, tape. <laughs> <laughs> so you um, – from the Bucks, like uh, you know, you travel on teams. You play for a couple of different teams or so forth, mm-hmm. on, and you know the politics of the game. Yeah. What was that one city that you was like, I feel comfortable here? I would have to say, man, I love Milwaukee for sure. My first four years, and you know, I grew to love Detroit. You know, at first, me and Stan, I don't think we really got along too well, but when we went on that run uh, before I tore my Achilles, I found I just felt like I was coming to myself. Um, you know, I figured it out. You know, I figured out the game. You know, Stan really started trusting me a lot. And, you know, he was just running the table for me. I think we were two games out of that. And then once I tore my Achilles, the game, like, yeah, the game of basketball just changed. Yeah, in Milwaukee, too. It's just, like, the game mentally just changed for me. Like, the love of it just kind of, like – because a lot of stuff started happening to me off the court. Yeah. And it was just, like, like just life life shit, family stuff, friends. And it was just more like, all right, like, this is weird. Yeah. You know. You the first person to have their own shoe with Under Armour. Yeah. What was that like? Like for a company to see where they're at now, like Steph Curry. And Basically, you, got, you was the, was you you the first one to start, right? You yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so that's what came with the deal overseas with Under Armour. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when I first signed with Under Armour and they gave me my first shoe deal. And then after my first year, then that's when I got my first signature shoe. I think I got two signatures. It was the Black Ice and the Bloodlines. You kind of brought it over here. Yeah, before that, it was like the Under Armour was just, we must protect this house. Yeah, yeah, football, like the football. Yeah, football. You brought yeah. it, you basically brought it into basketball. Yeah, Chris Stone, Ryan Drew, those guys over there at Under Armour, man. We was 
man, it was it, it was tough because you know it's new. It was new, yeah. and you know it was tough to get people to, to kind of buy into it. But um, of course, you know, signing Steph was such a such a big accomplishment for them, and you know the the company has grown. How was it for you to be hooping in New York at the Garden? After the Achilles thing, mm-hmm. you did all the rehab, you know what I'm saying, got yourself back right. Man, the garden was fun. And man. like you had your stress, but you was balling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, actually uh, I liked I liked playing in the triangle. It was it was actually all right cuz I uh you know, I understood it, but I don't know, it was just I, I guess just the outside of it, like the outside of the drama, everything mm-hmm. going on with Melo and Phil at that time. And, um it was, just took a lot of distraction away from the team from what we need to accomplish. Um, you know, you have Derrick Rose over there that's still trying to, you know, come into his, coming back to and everybody. So we were all trying to prove ourselves. And then I just felt like that little drama right there just kind of just, you know, just took a lot of energy off the team. Talk about it because there's something I know you did. You went to the Rucker mm-hmm. yeah. and went and put up because he's big on New York basketball and the being in the Mecca and the, the energy. Talk about you when you went to Rucker. Did you get a nickname there? Yeah, they called me like. <laughs> the equalizer, doobie doo, like all type of games. But no, nah, New York. I mean, New York basketball. I mean, you know, that's that's everything. Rucker Park back in those days, um, playing at West Fourth, uh, right. just showing up. You know, what I'm saying, just pick up games. Those times were like amazing. Then they had the Elite Twenty Four. Then they had the ABCD camp back right. in the day in New Jersey. And then they used to take a bunch of us. OJ Mel, Billy Walker, and they used to take us, and we used to go play in the King Dome in the Rucker Park. Like after yeah. the uh, the tournament was over, Jay Z would come and his Maybach and stuff. It was crazy. It was crazy times back then with Sonny. Crazy. Talk about the influence. Like right now, like you a part of the group, and even after you, like right now, LA basketball is like thriving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, with, for sure. With how many individual players y'all got across the yeah. league, and you know the the level of them. You know, mm-hmm. superstar, all star type players. Talk about the impact of Paul Pierce, of Baron Davis, of Andre Miller, mm-hmm. you know, had on the whole L.A. Unified community, I would say, from, you know, all of the guys. You know all the guys that y'all consist of, but I feel like those three guys were three of the OG-type guys that came before y'all to kind of set the table. Because before, I mean, you had Tayshon, that was my class, but before that, L.A. was kind of looked at, y'all soft and not really, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I feel like Paul, B.D., Dre, and then Tayshawn even right behind them in my class because Tay had a lot of respect with us. Mm-hmm. He wasn't seen as soft or any of that. He was a real boy out yeah. there. So I would say those four guys had a real impact on changing the way countrywide y'all mm-hmm. were seen as a, as a basketball community. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just feel like the reason why L.A. basketball is so good because we were young. I mean, you, I think – Myself, DeMar DeRozan, you know, Paul George, uh, Russell, uh, Russell Rusbrook, James Harden. We was all young going to seeing Tyson Chandler and seeing you guys in high school. So it was different, like, what we seen. So when we got older, you know, going to the real run, going to the Drew League and yeah. things like that when we were young, it's like, yeah, like, that helped us out a whole lot, you mm-hmm. know, seeing that. Seeing that, and you guys were, you know, playing for the Clippers. You know, when y'all came to LA and started doing that, when y'all used to come to Westchester and all that, you don't think Trevor and all them and all them used to see that back then? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that had a big effect on us. Like that gave us that gave us swag too. Like that gave us a lot of like you know what I'm saying. You guys gave us a lot of swag. I feel. Yeah, but I I know you feel proud of like to see it now, just to see so many LA kids from the area. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just in the The league. The fact that y'all know each each other, like mm -hmm. top players. Yeah, in the league, like that's that's I know that's like dope. 
And, yeah. and the fact that y'all legit really know each other. Like, y'all legit grew up hooping against each other and with each other, and it's a lot of y'all. Like, no, that's crazy sure. to me. Yeah, yeah no, To see if they, the connectivity, like, they really, really, you know how, like, me and you, we tight, mm-hmm. but it's not like nine of us from the crib just doing this mm-hmm. all at once, spread out, and we this tight. Like, they, mm-hmm. y'all collection is super tight, and it's a lot of y'all. Yeah, it is. Fashion world, I know they got, this year they got, like, crazy jerseys in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I know you into the fashion world now mm-hmm. and so forth. I want to Nike. know what's the best jersey that you felt that you wore, the best fashionable jersey that you felt you wore, and what's the best jersey that you like today's age? Like who's got the hottest jersey? It could be any sport. Yeah, it could be any sport. Man, I still think that Deion Sanders <laughs> Falcon jersey. That's hard. That's prime. Yeah, that prime is one of the best. Um, far as NBA, Man, I, I think when I played in Orlando, Orlando jerseys was hard. Oh, Orlando hard. jerseys was they hard. Regular jerseys. Pin stripes hit <laughs> yeah. different. Orlando jerseys was hard. Them Brooklyn Best Eye jerseys. Hard. I like them jumps. With like the Koji trimming. Oh, oh, nah. I like the Clippers. The San Andreas The San Andreas jerseys. Yeah. I think them hard, too. Yeah, the NBA should let me come design some jerseys. Straight up. Tough crowd. You uh, decided to get in the fashion world. Yeah. And... You got all kinds of stuff. Tough Crowd is just not no one thing. It's not a t-shirt, not a, just a hoodie. Nah, no, it's, it's, it's a it's, brand. It's a brand. Yeah, it's, it's a lifestyle. Like, what, what made you get into Tough Crowd and made you just get into the fashion world? I just feel like my life, you know, things that I've seen, my journey, how I started my career, um, starting overseas, you know, setting a trend, you know, going through my ups and downs in the NBA with the Achilles injuries, playing in China, you know, going to Russia and playing and things like that. So. And then, you know, dealing with stuff outside of basketball. I just felt like life is a tough crowd, man. Like, you know, we're always trying to prove ourselves and we're always trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like with social media, you know, we have a lot of people out here being, you know, like living the life that they really don't live. So it's like, you know, Hmm. tough crowds about like, you know, being an alpha and, you know, having morals and, you know what I'm saying? Like standing up for what you believe in. You feel like it should be more kids do what you did? Take that overseas route and go that route. I mean, man, just just do what's best for you. You know, I mean, I mean, college college basketball. You know, I mean, a lot of kids do dream about playing in college. So, you know, you never want to take that away. But, you know, if 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 you're trying to get to that money and 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 you're trying to market yourself and put yourself in a different position, and and become a boss, then you better go go overseas. Let me ask you this: How much you got paid? One point two. Wow, that the first year, year? Yeah. while his friends was in college trying to get that Pell Grant for week 1,000. Pell Grant ain't going to move uh, no, no needle, uh, nowhere, no. boy. Tax free. You yeah. can't oh, buy yes, no yes, clothes. Yes, you can't do nothing with that little Pell Grant. Uh, and yeah. we was poor, and they told me we yeah. didn't qualify for and I lived Pell Grant. So I was like, what do so you got to be to get I the was damn in Rome, Pell Grant? Right? <laughs> you know, like, we is not rich. How I can't get the Pell Grant? <laughs> This is what I love to hear. You know, I don't want to hear no BS. I want to hear the real deal, Holyfield. What, when you first felt like you got that money, and even if you ain't do it then, at some point, and I know you, you done did, you done, you done <laughs> splurged somewhere. You might look back on it like, yeah, that was kind of crazy. But that shit, hey. It, that shit was hard. That, <laughs> that shit was hard. That shit was hard. <laughs> Had to get it off, you know? Hey, look, hey, 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 I did it. Hey. Yeah. So what was that for you? 18. What was that for me? 1.2. Um, it ain't had to be at 18 at any point. So um, just big boy. 18, he got 1.2 off the roof. He did something um, then. Tax free? I, I bought my mom a house. Everybody like, do no. that. Everybody. I, I mean, well, I wasn't even in the league. I was, that was just overseas. Oh, you oh, did that right then? 
Yeah, right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when I came back, that's a bar. When I came back, that one thing you you bought you. Oh, that first. Oh, that one thing I bought me. Oh man, I think I went to. Um, I love fly shit. So that's why I said I know you now. I know you. I think when I spent like a hundred bands at Cartier. For two bracelets. Oh, the love bracelets. That's yeah. him. Yeah, I spent like a hundred racks. That, that's when I first got my money from Detroit. I just went straight in. I was just like dropped a hundred bands. Was like, yeah, I need that. Set the bar. <laughs> like, let these know. <laughs> <laughs> let them know. <laughs> Let him yeah. know. <laughs> and, and, then, and, and then I think I had the what? Well, I had the ghost too, right? Nah, in Detroit. Yeah, he was Ill, he was he sliding came, all through the pots and stuff. He came with the ghost, then he switched that. to the, to the, uh, uh, the 600, uh, the 200. All that. Yeah, I was saying. Because that's when you made your oh, young boy lose his mind. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, wait, yeah. first you got. The, <laughs> I was a bad influence. <laughs> This man got the two door when they just came back with the S class two door coupe. He came with the sixty five AMG. Ugh. All white, all, all white, no denim, no denim. With the emblem yeah. in the in the head in the, in the little console. Yeah, all white seats, no two, denim on two, the seat. What, what, how, how does SpongeBob go? Two weeks later. <laughs> yeah, young Stanley Johnson got the same thing. Then Smooth got one too, didn't he? I think Smooth had got that. Man, G-way. Smooth can get Smooth still getting paid right now. Yeah, for sure. From, uh, <laughs> I'm talking about about six I just seen him like two weeks ago on the A. For real. Stretch me out, yeah. big fella. Stretch me hey, out. Go ahead. Shout out Smooth, man. He was just wearing Tough Crowd too. Stretch bro. Shout, shout out, man. IG, man. Shout out, man. That's love, bro. My, Josh, team, my bro, teammates be out. wearing Tough Crowd. Hey, that Smooth still getting that check right now. I'm so proud of that boy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I got a good question. If you had to start, bench, or cut these people, <laughs> and I know you are you a point guard, so I'm gonna go there with it. I'm gonna go specific. We talking about New York City point guards because they kind of set the bar. Mm-hmm. So we are gonna go start, bench, cut Steph Mulberry, Rod Strickland, and Kenny A. Good <laughs> mm. mm. cool. <laughs> man. I kind of know where he's going, though. I have a good idea. I'm going to start Rod Strickland. Mm. I'm starting Rod. Triple-double. I don't care about, you know, triple. Rod was nice. I'm going to bring Kenny A off the <laughs> bench for sure. I'm bringing Kenny A off the bench for sure. But Rod, man, Rod was nice. Rod went to Oak Hill, too. Yeah, shout out. You went yeah. deep all, too. You going to cut Stephon Mulberry? Yeah, over them two. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Rod went to Oak Hill and Kenny A. I mean, I grew up watching Kenny. You and your career, you went through, like I say, with the high school thing. You went to two different high schools. You went to Oak Hill. You went overseas. Yeah. You went to these teams. Yeah. And, like, I kind of relate to that because I done been through so many different teams that and so much stuff go on off the court with moving. Mm-hmm. Not to be negative, but just to mm-hmm. get in the rim because – for me to come back and do this podcast, I knew I had to do something that made me uncomfortable for me to step to a higher level to Get become a man uh-huh. and to, uh-huh. to come up. So, like, them struggles. Like, I know you having so much success with the tough crowd, you had to go through something to be where you at. Mm-hmm. What was the things you had to kind of – I just feel like, well, I just got – you know, I haven't really – I just got spiritual. You know what I'm saying? Like over the last year or so, more like saging and more just like with crystals and things like that. Just um, trying to be more with, within, in tune with myself. And it's helped me out a lot, you know, just asking the universe for like forgiveness and, you know, things like that. So, and asking to like remove people away from, from my life. Um, and so that's been happening like a lot. Wow. Uh, 
you know, lately for me. And, you know, that's why Tough Crowd is like, you know, I be going so hard with Tough Crowd with the art and like just yeah. going so hard with it because it's like, you know, that's my pain. Like, yeah. you know, that's what I be going through. So, you know, Tough Crowd is like my way of like, you know, you know, being happy again. Yeah, you know, just being I, happy. I was going through a dark space mm -hmm. in my life and, and like, I had to be more proud. I had to learn to forgive. Yeah, Then for I had sure. to forgive myself. Right. Then I had to be positive, and then being through that whole stage, it's about energy. You get For people sure, yeah. around, energy you, it be big. like, man, it could be something they say, and they'd be like, man, uh -huh. I don't even want to be yeah, no, energy is in big. that energy. But I know when I keep good energy around me, it's uh -huh. like, man, the sky's the limit. Yeah, like, For sure. everything be good, like good things happen. Next thing you know, I get a phone call, be like, oh, D-Miles, you got, uh -huh. we want you for this. Yeah, for sure, for and sure. And once I start putting good energy in my life, good things start coming around, mm -hmm. like in family members and mm -hmm. having this podcast and they're doing a lot of stuff. So I kind of relate to what you're saying. Like you go through so much and you, you put that out and then you just finally just be like, look. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I'm so happy now. I'm more happy now I don't, like, I'm out the NBA. Like I'm more happy now. Like I'm not saying like I don't want to go back or anything, but yeah. I'm saying I needed some years mentally. You know, it's been like two years. So it's yeah. been like I needed that mentally and I needed that just to like, to just know what's really going on around yeah. me every day in my life. Cause I, I wouldn't change nothing from the past either because I feel like I'm the best me right now. Yeah, yeah, basically. You know yeah. what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, that's like, what I was trying to say, yeah. But now I feel what you're saying, with you, especially with the way things transpired toward the end, with you dealing with the injury mm -hmm. yeah. and your body being different mm -hmm. and you having to, you know what I'm saying, learn how to work through that. And that, like that's us as athletes. Like I, um, Shit, and also watching Reggie Jackson get 80 million was a lot for me. Yeah. For real. I have the, I mean, that's just the truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That kind of, because I was sitting up in the bed with my leg, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, being out for a whole year and I see a, a dude, I just no, I like, you know what I'm saying? That. I buzz his ass, like, and then he get, you know, it's like, damn, like, you know, I was upset back then about mm -hmm. it. That's why I could talk about it now because mm -hmm. I was upset, but it was like, I don't know, but that was just a different. But that's me. something that us as as athletes we deal with. Yeah, you you in sure. a position where you just was the you were the man, and you knew what you could do too, and with him whenever you wanted. Sure. But then you sitting up with your leg, not knowing mm -hmm. where your career about to go. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you recovered and got back, yeah. but you not knowing in that moment where you about to go. Then you seeing him sign for money. You feel mm -hmm. like that's my money, yeah, my sure. team. Like right, sure. if I don't right. get hurt, they ain't nah, doing sure. this. Oh, yeah, like that sure. ain't happening. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what used to eat me up like my draft. You know, you get drafted with uh -huh. your peers and so forth. Phone, and I'm seeing yeah. everybody in my draft playing on a playoff contending team. Right. And I'm playing on either one of the worst teams in the NBA or, you know what I'm saying, every year I never got on a contending team. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That shit used to eat me up that I couldn't get the opportunity. Because, you know, the playoffs is the biggest stage. Yeah, you go, sure. Like, the season is cool. Like, you know, you get your props. But if you play in a playoff game and do your thing, that's like yeah. mm -hmm. a higher respect and level. And for me not to be able to get that, that shit used to just eat me up. And that be mentally getting to you where, you, right. you know, you start making bad decisions and shit like and that. And basically what you, what you, like, what people don't realize a lot of times, us as pro athletes, whether it's, you know, football, baseball, whatever it is, you know, most guys – if you lucky, you know, you retire at like 35. Like that's if you lucky, like right. you get, that'll be 14, 15, mm -hmm. but that's that's long right. if you lucky. Sure. So let's say if you retired 32, 30, 10, 12 years, mm -hmm. whatever. So that mean, regardless how much money you saved and accumulated, like at 30, 32 years old, nobody's about like really gonna just not do anything. So whatever you wanna do next, 
you have to basically figure out what you're going to do next and go pro again. Right. Like, you feel me? Like, the same way we made it all the way to the NBA, to the top mm-hmm. level, and grinded, bust our ass to right. get here to the pinnacle, now you you done. So whatever you're going to do next, you starting at ground zero, right, and you sure. got to make your way oh, yeah. back up to right. the pinnacle. Like, sure. <laughs> so what you doing with Tough Crowd, that's yeah. a salute. You, right. you went and took yourself back from ground zero and elevated yourself to I'm doing this shit now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No different than us when we was out. Like, he talking about how he was in the – Regardless of where, how we came from in this podcast, we've made ourselves another career, another lane in that where right. we've we're pro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like we, if you think about most people that have careers, doctors, lawyers, like they make they once they pass the bar, once they get their PhD, I'm good, I'm set right. for life, I'm about right. to eat. Right. Us as athletes, that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like now, like this generation should be the first. Probably the iteration of it where they should once they get through hooping, y'all shouldn't have to do nothing. Yeah, I think yeah they about to start making with fifty million. <laughs> but I mean, just even I mean even I mean not just by the money they making, but just right. by the oh, trial the re- and oh, error yeah, of of all of the all of the generations before them, like seeing mm-hmm. what was done incorrectly, and right. now they can bridge that gap. Right, like you right, see right. the money, the way they situate, like how we had our our retirement fund. Like now you see they got a. A fund before the retirement fund. Mm-hmm. So, like, as soon as you officially retire, they got something to bridge that gap to you get to your pension. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's something that's put in place because they've learned that, okay, the, the pension is cool, but they got to make it to the pension. So now these kids coming through, they should for sure, and I'm sure it's always going to be something that slipped through the well, crack right and whatever, sure. but like they, mm-hmm. through our trial and error and those before us and after us, like they can correct that and help them and be, and like you said, the money's so astronomical now that. Yeah. Nobody should be popped off. Right. Straight up. All us sitting here, it's a salute. Like, we should feel good. We didn't, after basketball, <laughs> went pro again. That's that's yeah. a salute. That's a that's genuine. For sure. Giannis, Greek freak. You've yeah. been in Milwaukee. And what you think about Giannis in Milwaukee and what the city and team has done? Man, I love Giannis, man. I love what Giannis has done for the city of Milwaukee. Um, man, because they're loyal fans, blue-collar state. Man, you know, they work hard every day, and, man, they're loyal fans. So, man, what Giannis is doing for them, uh, John Horse and those guys, man, over there in Milwaukee, man, them, I'm happy for them. That's what's up. Hey, really what, what, what guys, like, right now, when you look at the – when you watch the NBA, right, like, what guy? I mean, obviously, we all – everybody like Giannis, everybody mm-hmm. like LeBron. Mm-hmm. Uh, what guys do you like to watch that we that, that people probably wouldn't think or a lot of people don't, you know, mm-hmm. look at or talk about a lot? What mm-hmm. guys in the league that you look out there like, man, this dude kind of under the radar, but he, he going to be all right or he, he uh, doing something? Man, I've been watching Kelly Oubre a lot this year. <laughs> Uh, Kelly Oubre. I like the Utah – I like the uh, jazz move they made getting Jordan Clarkson for some scoring. I think he was averaging like 17 over there in Cleveland. So, that you know, that's a very good pickup for them. I mean, you know, those are my guys. So, you know, those are the kind of guys I just kind of look at. Yeah, Oubre is having a great right. year this but year. Kelly, yeah. Man, I wish Youngboy wouldn't have signed yeah. last year. He would have got a bag this year. Like, he got a cool bag. But the money they giving out now, he would have got some crazy money. Yeah, he playing. Yeah, that, he's that playing. dunk on JaVale McGee. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he been banging on yeah, everybody. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah. Shit, that boy so hard. And then, I mean, Luca. I mean, I can't stop watching Luka. Yo. You know? I, I just can't. It's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's crazy with him. Yeah. He, he don't show nothing. Like he's not the most athletic. He's not the fastest. He's not mm-hmm. none of that. But he's smart. Get, he like, get it done. Like Bird, his IQ is mm, high. My three yeah. favorite young players 
Your boy Spence is hooping too, by the way. Den Witty. I'm proud of Spence. You know, we mm-hmm. seen where he came I know. from. I know. And to see and yeah. know, just you got to be proud and happy for yeah, Spence. For sure. Spence went from, sure. you know what I'm saying? He probably would have been a lottery pick, hurt his knee in college, had to go later and deal with all that, came in hurt. Didn't get to play a whole lot in Detroit. Went through all of that. Then went to, to Chicago. Didn't get to play. Then was out the league completely. Was just in the G League at one point. Then got back in the league. And then, obviously, they had the injuries they had out in Brooklyn. And, and he just, man, my man got his, took his opportunity and mm-hmm. seized that moment. And yeah, I, yeah. every time I see him, I just be <laughs> laughing because, you know, yeah. Spence. Spence always knew he was this good. Like, you couldn't for sure. be from for day sure. one. For sure. Spence was like, for sure, no, for I'm sure. That's why, I, that's, and that's why I'm yeah. happy for him because <laughs> for it was like a lot of people like him, they be – yeah. They never really get there, and people be like, "Man, I ain't always." He always, but like, he for real was—he always believed he was that good. Nah, for sure. And so it's for good sure. to see him getting to do that. But like, my three favorite young players definitely Luca. Luca is a is a boy, but then I, I love John Morant. John Morant, dog, this boy. <laughs> that boy got the Steve Francis effect, like where if he don't gotta go and score thirty, even though. Like I say, when I say Steve Francis, I mean in the sense, like, if you think about when Steve first came in the league, bro, Steve would have the most exciting 16 points you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And you would be like, dang, he only got 16 or 18. But it'd but it be behind the back, mm-hmm. boom, mm-hmm. loud, boom. And it'd be like everything was yeah. loud yeah. and disruptive. you think he got, like, 25, 30. Now, Ja could shoot far better than Steve probably ever could, and he got some different intangibles. But I'm just talking about with his athleticism and his – Boom, how he be like he he yeah. he taking off. And then my other young boy, of course, I'm biased because he's from my neighborhood in Chi-Town, but you might like him. He left hand, Kendrick Nunn, the young boy from Miami that's coming out of nowhere oh, scoring yeah, all the yeah, buckets. Yeah, yeah. That he yeah. from my uh-huh. neighborhood. Okay. Wild okay. Hunters, four okay. blocks away okay. from where I grew up at. <laughs> okay. So I'm I'm seeing him like, yo. All right. You like Trey Young? Yeah, I like Trey Young. I like Trey Young. I like Trey Young. I like Trey Young. He cold. He cold. Yeah, he cold. Frankie Lyman. I was telling my homeboy, I was like, he he a little he advanced than Steph was like coming into the league. Yeah, he instantly just. Well, it's freedom though. He had freedom though. You remember Steph came in? He had them hogs over there. He had Stack Jack, Monte, Corey McGatty. It was it was calm your ass down over there. He was over there getting twenty. Monte was averaging. Yeah, 27. Shooting you shooting up, for you sure. Shooting <laughs> for so sure. Touch that for sure. Hey, man. So, you know what I'm saying? We want to show love, man. We appreciate you coming out, rocking with the boys. We got this special little black box. He liked the, I have to say black box because this was, this is his baby. So, we want to make sure we give credit where it's due. But, you know, it's got a couple goodies in there, a little hoodie. Oh, yeah, you know, you the sure. merch, man. So, yeah, you know. Sure. I'm definitely. You know, it ain't <laughs> tough crowd, but we got some, nah. some knuckleheads nah, merch. Nah. Then we got our gracious sponsor. Now, I know this is going to go to good use. My man <laughs> does the cognac, and this is the, this is the VSOP. Very special privilege. But you know what I'm talking about? They got your boys on the back. Oh, we got us a little, oh, you know what I'm oh, talking yeah. about? Special oh, edition knucklehead. You might want to keep that up on the bar. Let yeah, it look good. Sure. I'll let you know. This is hard, man. You this know what I'm saying? Man, I, man, thank you, man. Thank you, man. Y'all don't even know how much y'all inspired us, man. Cats in LA. When y'all was playing for the Clippers and stuff, man. You know, you doing your Jordan commercials and stuff. And y'all doing this and coming to the Westchester games and stuff. We, I remember all that stuff, man. So I thank y'all, man, for real. Y'all the, y'all the legends to me. Man, like, you know what I'm saying? All love, bro. All love, love full man. circle.
theplayerstribute.com.